0: Yeah, Fun did. thing happened earlier. So I have a TV, an Amazon TV in my back room. that I use for my uh, monitor. For sure. My computer. And uh, it popped up and it said, hey, here's some suggestions for you for this holiday. And I said, okay. <laughs> and Brokeback Mountain was one of them. It's a
1: romantic movie.
0: Uh, apparently. It's a
1: very romantic movie.
0: Well, you know what we recommend just for you, James? <laughs> just for you, Tiki. Oh, yeah. That's...
1: <laughs> I thought... Honestly, I thought it was going to be a deep fake of uh, Steven Seagal and Nicolas Cage making
0: love. No, that would have been...
1: You would have watched that. Mm, you would have watched it. Don't nah. you fucking lie to me. You would have watched it one time. You would have said, maybe I shouldn't have done that. It didn't, it didn't do much for me. But, man i'll tell you ai it sure has come a long way and the performances they really do sell that they're uh that they're in uh uh lazy martial arts love
0: yeah i was i was gonna i was i, I if it was jean claude yeah okay <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> if it was Jean Claude, you'd stick around just uh, just to yeah, see the Yeah, Bel- I'd, I'd
0: probably watch the whole thing if it was Jean Claude Van Damme.
1: Do you think uh, now I've just got all these like s- these scenarios in my in my head of uh, Jean Claude doing the the Belgian helicopter over Nicolas Cage, but like you know, without any pants
0: on. think <laughs> you wear tights, no tights
1: no tights just tackle out just no honestly just if you just watch
0: <laughs> if you watch um, is it kickboxer where he's in Thailand yeah and there's the scene where he goes to the bar and he gets drunk and he starts dancing around and he's making an ass of himself but he yep. thinks he's, he's dancing he thinks he's dancing really well I think to this day he thinks he was dancing really well there is like a this space ice pointed out he does the splits up to a butt wiggle he back does. down to the splits up to a butt, back up to a butt wiggle it's like ah, i hadn't noticed that before
1: i challenge <laughs> any man on earth to become as manly as jcvd was in that scene drunk as a monkey splits butt wiggle splits butt wiggle amazing amazing yeah. amazing
0: also dancing with two girls although it really seemed like they were just kind of moving around around him yeah well i mean really dancing
1: how do you how do you dance with somebody that's uh splits butt wiggling
0: i don't know how do you do that i don't, I don't think that's a thing i just
1: don't know i don't know either buddy but that's okay that's all right that's
0: all right these are the mysteries of our world
1: these are the mysteries of our universe my friend Welcome to the Save vs. Poison podcast, the podcast dedicated to gaming, general geekery, and enduring sobriety in an ever-maddening society, with your host, Will, and two guys that probably live under his stairs. If you're an addict, know an addict, or are just interested in exploring the outer mysteries of geekery, you're in the right place. Without further ado, let's get to the show. Welcome back to the show, everybody. It's season 5, episode 11. My name is Will. I'm your host. As well as you're being your host, I'm also an alcoholic in recovery. Steve took some of Tiki's advice for how to make a romantic Valentine's night, which unfortunately backfired, making his wife dry up like an open clam in the sun. He is currently trying to fight his way back to the bed from the couch, so instead it's just me and Tiki tonight. Joining me tonight, he recently heard the idea that fingering a woman sounds exactly like stirring a pot of mac and cheese. His phone now has a ringtone called Craft Blue Box. He's our friend Tiki. Hey, buddy.
0: Welcome hey, dude. To How's it yeah, going? Yeah, How are you? I-
1: I'm I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, I've had some uh, <clears throat> I've had some folks struggling around me today, and all to do with. Uh, with substance abuse issues, so we'll get into that in a little bit when we do our check-in. But personally, I'm doing very well. Uh, I had a really good weekend. Uh, I got to you know uh, hang out around the family, and uh, we did some hobby-related stuff uh, with with Steve and Ryan, uh, you know, co-host of the show, Steve, and then his brother-in-law, friend of mine, uh, Ryan. Uh, we did that on Saturday night. We played some MechWarrior 5 and I don't know if you're interested, Tiki. But if you like big stompy robots and maybe a slightly more relaxed pace of game than Hunt Showdown, this game's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's, it's mech combat, which is a little bit slower than Hunt Showdown combat. But it's also, the, the at least the single player and then the career mode, which you can co-op, uh, you can do some, some uh, mercenary company management stuff so like choosing your jobs upgrading your max going out and getting new max uh there's storylines that are interwoven like it's 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 a really really good game so when you sent me the uh the text to the group text that we've got with uh friends of the show russ and Cinco saying do i have to buy this game now you don't have to but it's uh, pretty cheap on cd keys and if you just wanted to get the the base game see how it played and then pick up whatever the DC- DLCs. I think you can get all of it for like less than forty bucks, which is pretty freaking good considering how big and uh wide the scope of the game is. So um yeah, generally uh generally doing okay. Uh how are you doing, bud? Bug? Okay, I guess. Valentine's
0: just not hitting right. Well, well I mean I don't know, it seems like most holidays don't hit right for me. Yeah. I'm doing all right otherwise. Um you know. Getting in what I can here and there. Uh, playing a lot of Hunt Showdown. Sure. And uh, t- 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 nothing really that eventual. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go out of town at the end of the week to go see my kids, which I'm excited oh, about.
1: Oh, so. that's good, man. That's good. Every time you do that, I'm always like just absolutely stoked for you.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to go do that, and then uh, we'll see how that, that all plays out. Yeah. Hard to say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. I gotcha. yeah, Valentine's Day. Uh, I <laughs> it's not a big holiday uh, around these parts, and it never has been. we We kind of set the expectation like I think a big part of any kind of relationship, especially the romantic ones, um, is a big a big part of it is uh, expectation management, right? So really early on, my wife and I decided, listen, um, it's nice to do little things like card or something like that, but let's let's focus on doing nice things for each other in random ways on random days that don't have a hallmarkian, you know, imperative to try to one up the other person for the last time. So, instead of getting her like a Valentine's Day card, I got her a card today, but it was just a blank card that had like a picture of a peacock on it and inside I wrote how I thought it was really interesting that the peacock is not only a bird that if you look at it just looks like uh, a, a really big misshapen penis that has b- bizarre pubes but also has two words for penis just like right in there just 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 right in there gotta love that peacock gotta love it so she giggled and uh uh enjoyed the the card but yeah it's 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 never been a big thing around here i mean i i i just you know she got home from work i made sure that the kids were fed. That there was some something hot for her to be able to to eat um, before I came down into the dungeon and uh, got to work on 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 tonight's uh, on tonight's podcast content. So, yeah, Valentine's. It's just oh, I'm not there. I'm not there. I'm not there at all. It was interesting to have Steve say that when uh, when we original when I originally asked if we could push back the recording to. The Tuesday event, Saint Valentine's Day. Uh, Steve was like, "That's Valentine's Day," and I was like, "Wait a minute, is that a thing for you?" I like, I I don't know, I don't know how to feel about this. Should I mock you for doing this?
0: Like, it's a pity. That's that's what you're looking for. Maybe,
1: maybe. I don't know. I don't know.
0: I don't know either. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel I'm 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 ambivalent about it. Like, if if that's something that somebody wants to do, go ahead. But yeah. I, really could care less about it right the, right the only the only plus side right now is the fact that because it's valentine's day like the hunt servers are like way low on people so it's like you know you can get around a lot easier oh, <laughs> it's sure. like my, my video game experience is a little bit better because i thought you of of
1: i thought you were gonna say like i can get a pee break in between matches because uh, i've got you know two or three minutes before the lobby fills up again I thought you were gonna say something like that. That would've been funny.
0: Uh the you know, the lobbies the lobbies do take forever to fill up right now. Yeah, Or are tonight at least. But yeah. you know, still fun.
1: Uh-huh. Well, it's, uh huh. That's uh, that's it's it's interesting there. All right. Well, <clears throat> speaking of things I don't do, I don't drink, which is uh, why uh, my name's Will and I'm uh, I'm an alcoholic.
0: My name's Sticky. I'm an alcoholic.
1: Yeah, that, I, I don't I don't think that worked. That was, that, that was weird
0: what's
1: that oh just i tried to i tried to come up with something like funny to say uh about uh to to lead into dovetail into uh yeah, the, the yeah, whole yeah, alcoholism yeah. check-in thing that didn't work fuck i hate it when i do that dude like i, I <laughs> with the power of editorial uh uh software here you'd think like everything that comes yeah. out of our mouths would be an absolute burn you know barn yeah. burner of a of a good joke but <laughs> it sometimes just doesn't come out that yeah. way yeah well, i'm right. to
0: tell you bud Pocket. i'm sorry man sometimes uh, sometimes it's just hard to make fun of alcoholism yeah 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 it's uh yeah. i don't
1: know i like my my thoughts are thoughts are dark today like i'm not struggling i'm not struggling but i think that there's enough people around me that are that it's thrown me for a little bit of a loop because while you know we've talked a little bit about the 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 nature of being in autopilot in your recovery we've we've talked about that I've talked about that here I've talked about that on a Twitch stream like how I often am concerned that I'm not creating content that's really meaningful because I don't have anything really shitty going on and apparently content comes from a place of you know higher drama that I'm currently sitting on but I like I ran into a friend at the gym today and this is the first Valentine's Day and I don't know if Valentine's Day is a big thing for this person regardless but their partner passed away uh from a drug overdose last april and she uh they were having a really really hard time with it today and uh it it like she they come into the gym fuck i keep doing that they come to the gym and uh they're obviously struggling and i end up giving them a, a you know, a big gigantic hug, and trying to you know not console, but just be there for them to say whatever few things uh, that they want to say in their you know their kind of anguish state, and uh, and and then you know try to try to gently redirect them towards you know either going and talking about it away from everybody else, where they can you know potentially have a a, a breakdown if they need to, or to get them motivated to get getting, you know, into picking up the heavy and putting the heavy weights back down cuz yeah, it's it's reasonably therapeutic to do something that keeps you moving in a positive direction as far as accomplishing something. Like um so uh like so there's the story of that person and then my little brother who is a big part of an inner city um baseball league in chicago i Um, thought you were gonna say gang no no uh yeah but like in like 1920s style chicagoland um no uh he's he's a big part of uh uh he's the president of a of a baseball league an an inner city baseball league that's literally designed to give kids that are under served some place to be that's better than uh you know, getting into you know getting into trouble basically. Well, one of the kids who happens to be my brother's favorite kid he ever coached died of an overdose this last week. So I've got like I've got my friend at the gym who's struggling. I've got my little brother who like I sent him a text today and said, Hey man, if you need to talk I'm here for you. I'd love to catch up or chat or whatever. And he sends me this text that's, that's just like, I'm, I'm, I can't talk right now. I've got like all this stuff, uh, this kid died and I'm really struggling with it. And I'm like, I, I don't know what to do about it. And I was like, all right, I gotcha. You. you know, I'm here when you need me, if you need me. So I've got <sighs> nothing going on personally and I've got a bunch of stuff going on peripherally. And, you know, I, I, just feel absolutely terrible for for the people that are struggling with the fallout of uh of substance right now so i don't know that's my check-in Tiki, what you got bud
0: um i was talking to my therapist the other day about how i don't feel i just don't feel like passionate about much of anything not hmm. I any mean, of the relationships i'm in not really anything that i'm actually doing um i mean i talk a lot about my work and i am passionate about that i love my motorcycle but that's cool too but neither one of those are like you know work is i work remotely so i don't have like strong interpersonal communication right. um work and uh i had a, I, had, I had talked to her and i was like i don't know like, i was wondering if it was like the medication i'm on if it's just dampening Boy, that I feel making me feel this way or that, and uh she told me that that's not actually a thing, and uh, uh-huh. that, <laughs> that <laughs> hey, I, your problems run yeah. deeper. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. So yeah, we we talked a little bit more about, um, kind of my divorce, everything that came out of that, yeah. the fact that I, and and she's probably at least a little bit right about this which is i didn't i never really addressed that as far as trauma goes sure so it's something new to start working on mm-hmm. um no it's, it's just it's it's i don't know it feels like i'm kind of doing everything wrong you know what it really feels like it feels like i'm like playing a, a video game or i'm playing an rpg or tabletop right and I'm, like, really far into, like, this character, like, level, like, 20 or whatever. Right. And I've suddenly realized that, like, you know, if I'd done things a little differently, this character would be, like, super badass. And all I want to do is respect that character. But that's not in the rules. It doesn't allow me to do that. I yeah. have to keep moving forward. And now I have, like, you know, now I'm kind of, like, average or shitty at a whole lot of things instead of being really good at, like, two or three things. Yeah. And also these decisions I've made have all, like, totally fucked me over the long haul. And it's, like, that's... <laughs> I don't tell my therapist that she's like yeah I think you might have a fear of commitment and I was like what no that doesn't ah uh, shit that does sound just wait like a fear wait
1: commitment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hold hold wait I know that I don't fear commitment wait I do fear commitment wait I don't fear com- <clears throat> I fear committing to commitment
0: yeah God, I, you know what and then I'm like if I respect my character I would actually not take that as a negative I would I would actually just I would have a uh, I wouldn't have that negative 15 uh, fear of commitment. I wouldn't, uh, <laughs> maybe, but like nobody's going to let me respect. So right, right. it's a bit, it's a, it's a bit like that. Uh, it's a lot like that actually. It's, or exactly like that right now. That's kind of how, and it's, is is kind of as humorous as it, as it does sound. And it does kind of sound funny to me. It's, um, yeah, it's still something I'm going to have to work through. Um, it's still the realization that I do have that, that kind of trigger, um, that days like today, holidays in general, can mm-hmm. kind of bring me down, especially when it comes down to like, hey, why aren't you out like having all this intimate time with your significant other? And I'm like, I, fuck, if I know why. Probably because I didn't make any plans around today. I just yeah. didn't. I thought it was Tuesday. I didn't think twice about it. Right. Um, because I don't put any real, I, I haven't like put effort into that. I haven't had to, had, had, haven't had to really put consideration into it and thought, um, energy, and And now I'm, you know, having to realize that there's, you know, it's, it's more to like my recovery for, well, my recovery for alcoholism and alcohol related shenanigans has gotten significantly better and it is going rather smoothly. There's some leftover trauma from my divorce that more than likely, I mean, it happened rather quickly that we were separated out. And then it happened rather quickly that the house was sold. Then I moved up to Colorado. Yeah. Um, So, you know, I don't know. Maybe I didn't stop and really take time. So now I've got to work on that. Mm -hmm. But that's my, uh, that's kind of like, uh, it's kind of my check-in right now. I'm I'm not really tempted right now to drink or anything. The triggers that I have aren't. They're not triggers like they're gonna make me want to drink. They're triggers like they 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 shift my mood in a negative way,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you know, and and I'm just trying to work through that. But um, hey, no drinking, pretty solid on that one right now. I mean, that's
1: that, that's good. That's definitely good. And I don't mean to, I I would never you know want to downplay that because you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, at least I can say no matter what else i did if i made mistakes if i didn't make mistakes if i had a perfect day if i had a shitty day i didn't drink and that makes today as far as my sobriety goes a win and that's a good thing that's that's definitely a good thing i don't know um trying to figure out what we want out of life after we've been after we have been kicked in the dick either by our own machinations or by the machinations of outside forces, I think it's really difficult. I think that it's something that a lot of people really, really struggle with. Um, I, 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 especially the people that I know that, um, that I like, have gamed with or been friends with for a long time. like Trying to see what it is they want out of life beyond sort of survival and subsistence Um, and then trying to figure that out for myself as well. Cause like, I still don't know a lot of the time I have projects. I have things that I'm working on, but I don't know that I've got a necessarily like cohesive, cogent idea of what I want for my own future. Like, especially now that I'm in this kind of weird place where I'm 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 doing the things that I need to for survival's sake, and those are pretty easy for me right now, which which makes me blessed and very very lucky. Um, but once I get past a stage where like my kids are out of the house or they're you know much more self sufficient, I I'm gonna find myself with a whole heck of a lot more time. Is it just gonna be the sort of same? kind of subsistence, or do I have something that I want to work towards? And I, I still don't know. I still don't know if there's something bigger that I want to work towards. Like there's still a part of me every once in a while that would love to be able to have the time to get up and go do stand up uh, again, even if it's just as a hobby. Um, you know, the idea of growing the podcast and the um, the YouTube and Twitch stuff, all sounds really interesting and cool, right up until it gets time for me to actually do whatever the networking is or whatever like the like I lose I lose motivation really really quickly when it comes time to start doing like more hard work than I've already put into doing what we're doing with with our platform right now right so um so yeah I don't know I don't know man uh you know you're saying that you're feeling dispassionate about most things I don't know how you find passion for something like you you say that you're passionate about work that's it's good um you know do you want to climb the ladder do you have ideas for this company that you you know would like to be able to eventually i I like what i'm I'm doing
0: i really like what i'm doing i'm i'm cool with where i'm at i'm cool with what what, with what's going on okay i'm not there's nothing that's like i'm not like like i said i'm passionate about work it's a subject because i'm like the subject matter expert and i get to Mm -hmm. kind of like you know, I, I get to have the Sermon on the Mound whenever it's there's a topic that I'm involved in mm-hmm. um, that I know a lot about. And I like that. And I like that I have a lot of support at work. So, like, work is really good. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the motorcycle is when the weather permits and I can actually get out on it. It's really good. It's yeah. still just a phenomenal machine. I love it to death. Yeah. But all that being said, outside of those things, you know, like, where's where's my head at? Like, right. where's where's this like there's like you know I don't know hard to describe dude it's really it's it's difficult to, like, you know think about like asking out somebody asking somebody out and, and and you know you know and then then all I can think is I'm like well how long would I actually be willing to make that last like what kind of a commitment am I looking at here like yeah. like it seems so transactional to me right now and, it, ah. and it's, it's stupid because it's not really what like that's not why you know, but anyway, that's where, no, that's you, where yeah, that's
1: I, I think I get it. You you don't want a relationship that's
0: transactional. No. No, I don't. I I, I don't want something I don't want to have that, that that thought process in my you know, in my mind where I'm like, Well, how long am I gonna do this? Like yeah. how long am I good for in this relationship? How long till I know if I want to bail or not? You know, how long until this person like finds me out and like knows that I'm a fraud? Like, you know, all of these, all of these thoughts that go through yeah, my head, like, yeah. like, tear me apart. And that's, that's kind of, um, that's the difficulty of it right now. It, yeah. it has, it has a lot to do with that, that mentality, that thought process. And mm-hmm. I think that to, to, to my therapist's point, it's, it's just re- like the residual trauma from my, my, uh, my divorce. Mm-hmm. There's this, mm-hmm. you know. This, that, that makes it transactional that makes it like here's a checklist of things that i want and, right. but i can't get beyond that stupid fucking checklist yeah that's yeah that's how stupid it is and yeah. so anyway uh, long story short my brain is dumb <laughs> and uh, i'm I trying mean, to make it smart again
1: I'd like it i so recently you i don't know i don't know if it's dumb like i feel like like uh you know the way that your brain is working comes from
0: something like well yeah it's probably you know some sort of biology or something or well some no no, no
1: i mean i mean more specifically to like more specifically to your thought on um the transaction transactional nature of what you are kind of defaulting to in your pursuit of relationships and the trauma of what happened with your divorce because that is a traumatic event like you're you know your brain is trying to protect you from being hurt again and it might end up that the way that it's doing it makes it very difficult for you to have any long-term happiness inside of a relationship with another person but that's not irrational that's not an irrational place to get to like that's not a dumb place to get to it's it's an understandable place to get to that needs to be worked through but it comes from some place that exists it's not like it just sprang up out of nowhere and there's you know no rational reason for it to exist
0: yeah yeah that's that's a fair point so i'm gonna have to like work through that a bit i'll probably bring it up again later on in the, mm-hmm. in the podcast but yeah, yeah it's been, a, it's, been a, it's been a it's been a it's been a it's been a it's been difficult to like i don't know it's just, it just has been, and I'm trying to explain explain it to my therapist. And, of course, I'm listening to her, like, just tell me how how, how obvious some of my problems are. And I'm like, no, no, that doesn't sound right. You're making shit up. Like, yeah.
1: And the funny thing is, I like, I'd be surprised if you hadn't thought this stuff before. But there's a difference between having the thought... And then hearing it mirrored out in the world,
0: yeah, it's it's, it's similar to like there's there's a there's an interesting uh, conundrum. I, I saw I saw a video on YouTube about this too that I thought was pretty um, interesting, which is the why don't people who have mental health problems know they have mental health problems? And you know like because the, their perception of the world <laughs> yeah. is is what it is, man. Yeah. Like they don't see the world that you do. And that's the same thing with me and my with with with, with bipolar, which is more emotional uh, disorder than anything else. And that's yeah. actually part of what I think is, you know, um, I don't know if it's the root of all of this, but I I certainly don't think it's helping. Oh yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. So yeah. No, that's 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 so anyway, that's my long winded check in of, hey, shit's good, not good.
1: No man, that's good share. <laughs> really appreciate it. Steve would have said something about you know. Licking a hippo, and uh, we would have laughed at him because we would have, you know, what are are, are real deadly.
0: I'd I'd have been like, Yeah, first of all, they're really, second of all, they're really deadly. And third of all, it's Valentine's Day, so I don't think you should lick it. I think you should have to do something else with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let it lick you, Steve. (laughs) Big big old pink butt. Ooh, ooh. Gentle. gentle, You didn't say where you were going to lick it. That's true. That's true. That's true. Your ass is huge. That You're just right. came to my head. Now, now
1: I'm <laughs> locked into that, into that visual. Thank you for that. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. So, <laughs> all right. So this week, um, I wanted to go over. We we I did this on the the Twitch stream. I wanted to go over a couple of tools that I like to use in my sobriety to help me maintain my sobriety. Your mileage might vary, but these are all things that. Pardon the paper crinkling because uh, it's all written in a notebook. Um. Uh, these are all things that, that have, in, to a greater or lesser extent, have all been things that I've been able to fall back on uh, when I've needed uh, something to bolster my sobriety. And we're going to go in order of, uh, of importance from least to most. So, at number five boundaries boundaries are ridiculously important for me and this is something that is both an internal and an external now we've talked often about how when we go out to see friends that it's important that we have plans in place just in case we get ourselves to Uh, get ourselves into uncomfortable situations as far as feeling cravings or feeling uncomfortable or feeling like we potentially might backslide. And this is where setting up both internal and external boundaries is really, really important. So the internal boundaries are all about knowing where you're going to be uncomfortable enough to say to yourself, I need to extricate myself from whatever situation I currently find myself in setting the external boundary is more about communicating with the people around you and making sure that they understand that there are some things that you're not going to tolerate specifically due to the fact that you're uh, an alcoholic in recovery so for instance if i go out and there's somebody there that offers me a drink at whatever location that i go to the boundary needs to be established that if you do know that I'm in recovery, and you offer me something to drink, that that's a no go. That's a that's a bad thing. Bad bad human. I didn't like that. Didn't appreciate that. If you don't know that I'm in recovery, it's kind of like when somebody wishes you happy, you know, Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah or whatever. Like they're just trying to be nice. They're just trying to be, you know. Uh, accommodating and yeah inclusive trying to make sure that you're going to have a good time in whatever situation that you're in i think that that is just fine but when you get to a place when or where people know that you are in recovery and they are treating you in such a way that directly disrespects that very very difficult journey that you're on um that's a that's a place where a boundary needs to be established and then it needs to be consistently reinforced that's one of the things about boundaries is so important is not just that you draw the line in the sand but that you also make sure to continue to reinforce that line in the sand that's 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 something that's a journey right yeah yeah yeah
0: Yeah, don't don't
1: stop believing yeah don't stop fucking believing man you know she's just a small-town girl (laughs) like Living in a lonely world. You're supposed to finish the song, Ticky. you are gonna make right the no, joke. No,
0: no. no. the only the only part of the song that I think is funny is when he says it was a he's a lonely boy born and raised in South Detroit. But if you look at a map, South Detroit is basically just Canada.
1: I thought he said city boy. Yeah, city boy, whatever. He said lonely boy. Is no, he lonely no, or, or is he a from the no, he's
0: a city. He's from a city. South Detroit is just warehouses and textile plants. It's not a neighborhood. You don't get to be from there. <laughs> He's from and, the
1: textile plant.
0: No, if you're Robocop, you still <laughs> aren't from that part of town. That part of town, South Detroit, is the peninsula that runs straight over to Windsor, Canada. South. So, South did, Detroit did, is did, dumb, is what I'm saying.
1: I didn't know. Okay, all right. So, very fuck, very you, South yeah, fuck
0: you, South Detroit. Fuck you. Right not in a your real, mouth hole. Not even real South Detroit. Yeah,
1: yeah. You're not even a real place. <laughs> Nice divergence. All right, on to number four. (laughs) Um, Routines. My number four fallback tool is setting up and creating routines. On the daily, I know basically what I'm going to be doing uh, on an hour-to-hour basis. Uh, Except for a little bit of time on the weekends where things are a little bit more nebulous and up in the air and I can say things like oh it's going to be family time or it's going to be friends and uh socializing time or something like that for the most part Monday through Friday I know where I'm going to be most of the day and that makes it really easy to say to myself now's not a time for me to do any kind of contemplating about how I miss beer or how a whiskey would be really good no I've got my next thing I've got the dog to go walk I've got the kids to go pick up, I've got a workout to get to, I've got a podcast to record or edit, or record and edit. So I find that having routines in my life has helped tremendously. Number three. And I don't remember if this was, the, this was one that you had an issue with, Tiki, uh, but learning how to be uncomfortable. Do we have a conversation about that when it came to like know. corporate America and I don't remember
0: if we had that conversation like, I don't know. a couple of months so, back. Something we like had talked about. I talk yeah. about a lot of shit. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But, opinions about all sorts of stuff.
1: But go ahead. Being in recovery is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. It's it there there's parts of it that suck. Parts of it that aren't very much fun. Things like watching your friends who aren't in recovery, because they don't need to be continuing to drink, watching your friends that probably should be in recovery, continuing to drink. These things take an emotional toll. And getting used to the idea of being uncomfortable, I think is a really, really big part of it. I think that gaining the ability to say, I'm going to abstain from something that, I, that, that a part of my brain really wants to do I think learning how to deal with that that discomfort is deeply, deeply important. One of the things that drives a lot of people to drink in the first place is that they're not comfortable being uncomfortable. They don't know how to deal with it. So instead, they turn to the bottle. Because while all of the problems that come along with drinking over, you know, over consumption of of substances brings along afterwards, man, while you're in it, while you're in your substance, it sure doesn't feel like that big of a deal. Or it's really easy to just completely explain and excuse it all away and continue to doing self-destructive things. So for me, learning how to be uncomfortable and to be okay with being uncomfortable. Um, My wife talks about this all all the time. She'll say um, how far I've grown because uh, nowadays I will do things that are specifically really, really not not a ton of fun to do, but because of a delay uh, in gratification, because I recognize that uh, the cost of indulging in certain activities or in certain substances or foods uh, all lead me to paths that I don't want to be long-term. Um, uh, she she will often say that uh, that she's pretty amazed. And if, uh, if I were to tell myself, my past self, where I am today, uh, I don't think I'd believe myself. I don't think I would at all. Number two, hobbies. Now this is... One that might feel a little bit smaller than the previous three, but I find that having hobbies, especially hobbies where I'm building or doing something creative, has been of incredible value to me in my recovery. When I'm feeling like it's time to or when I'm feeling like like I've got a craving coming on, oftentimes what I'll do is I'll go upstairs to my painting desk, I'll sit down, and I'll just slap a little bit of paint on a miniature, and at the end of whatever period in time it is that I'm frustrated or having a craving or unable to get my mind off of how good a beer would taste, at the end of that time, I have got something physical that I can look at that has work put into it that I did, And whether or not that work is good or bad is secondary to I had something that I was able to create or put effort into that I now can hold my hand, take a look at, and while I was doing that creative process, I was moving through whatever frustration, whatever irritation, whatever craving. So hobbies, I love, I love, I love having a hobby. I love having multiple hobbies. I love having too many hobbies. And then the last one, the big one, and this is the one that all of you out there are helping uh, with, is community. The number one tool for maintaining my sobriety is having an active community of people that I can talk to, that can talk with me, that I can hear and feel as if I am heard, when I am speaking that I can go to for advice from a place that truly understands. Community is so incredibly key. And whether you create your own, whether you adopt one, whether you are adopted into one, I think that you're going to get a lot further in your journey in sobriety with other people next to you than you will by yourself. And those are my top five tools for maintaining my sobriety
0: tiggy um mine are one of the rules I got off of the stop drinking subreddit, which is the number one rule is you will uh, you will never regret not drinking yeah it's as simple as that yeah, yeah you you know love, burrow that into your brain you're not gonna regret not drinking yeah. Um, the next day you'll, you'll, you wake up, you, you won't have explosive diarrhea. Uh, you won't have a massive hangover. There's a number of like huge benefits that come with this. Just the, the simple, the simple idea of not doing something, yeah. um, destructive second, uh, get used to being boring yeah. or get used to boredom. It's something that's going to happen. It's going to be part of your life for a while, um, until you get past that comfort or that uncomfortable phase for all these little things that you used to do to get back into them, to start socializing again, to getting out of the house, to going over, to like, you know, being able to sit at a bar and not be triggered or feel all that, that really is just self-inflicted pressure mm-hmm. um, is, is, is a, is a big one too. Um, but, uh, but that's the main thing is, it's you just, it's, <laughs> it's going to be boring for a little while. You're not going to have that socialization. You're going to have to have that, uh, that kind of is part of your game plan. That you're uh, maybe you get like uh, hobbies, like like you're like you're saying there, mm-hmm. um, and maybe you develop other habits or, or or schedules, routines, and those are all really good. But understand that like you have to shift your perception of of yourself and what is fun. Yeah. Um, and then the third one is therapy. Getting into therapy. Get a therapist. Get somebody who is a a neutral third party. Mm-hmm that you can talk to. Um, That's probably... Those are probably the top three right there for me. I just... I always remind myself that I won't... I won't regret not drinking. And... I, and, and honestly as, as much and, and you and I are both this way is, is uh, social butterflies. To yeah. go to go like be drawn to like every social event anywhere everywhere all the time. Yep. And you know, then like you quit drinking and it's like shit I'm just gonna sit around my house and watch God damn it, I'm gonna watch another bad movie. Yeah. It's you know, it's it's what happens. It's not it's not bad, it's just the it's the shifting of of lifestyle a little well, bit. It hurts but, it, it it does for a little while but you know that doesn't mean that you know depending on how quickly you can you can get through that discomfort depending on how quickly you can get past those things where getting out of the house becomes a thing for you again and you're you're totally okay with it in every situation um and you're 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 willing to to walk away when it's when, even when the situation is I was I was over at a friend's house a few weeks ago and I left early because everyone else was drinking yeah. except me and I was just like, nah, I'm just going to go home. You know, it's not, I'm not mad at anyone, but I had to have that, you know, that, that, that self-perception of my own character to say that. Yeah. Um, but but you get used to that. I mean, once you, once you're past that point in your comfort zone, once you're, or your discomfort zone, or if you want to phrase it, mm-hmm. once you're past that point where you're not afraid to go out, where you're not worried about it, where it doesn't make your gut churn to walk into certain social situations, um, that boredom, I mean, it goes, it's, it fades. It really does. Mm -hmm. It's just that at first you have to get used to the fact that you're not, you're not who you used to be. You have to perceive yourself differently. You have to see yourself not drinking. Um, I'll tell you this much though, uh it's not really a rule for this whole thing, but it is a very true thing, which is the extra money you wind up with in your pocket. <laughs> is, that's we've talked about that on the podcast before. Yeah, that's like one yeah. of my favorite things right there.
1: Well, early on, we had the you know these are the things that I'll never uh, I'll never do again because I'm dr- like I'll never like be missing money because I went and bought something stupid
0: because I was yeah. drinking. I truck Amazon I'm, purchases. Yeah. I, yeah, I have a collection of swords. What the hell? <laughs> what's so wrong with that?
1: Yeah, they're all really sharp, but I, I, I don't really bet. I don't they're shave bad. with them.
0: I mean, this is what grown men do. Okay, maybe I should shave with them.
1: Somebody shave my back with my sword.
0: <laughs> Enjoy that image. <laughs> so,
1: yep, 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 yep. Yeah, I uh,
0: uh drinking my energy drink. Nice. Uh, yeah, Delicious. it's uh, it's it, but it is right, like. Yeah, the, yeah, there's just just the idea that like you know if I were to go to the bar and it, it would be like 50 bucks, 40, 40 bucks, 50 bucks. Oh yeah, it's like, you, you know, know that's per night. I don't know, for so me I it will... was
1: several beers and then like, you know, I'd get I'd get several beers and a couple shooters in and then I'm suddenly like, you know what? I'm feeling chili cheese fries. Let's get some chili cheese. Hey, yeah. anybody else wants some chili cheese fries? Well, have, everybody will have chili cheese fries. And then suddenly, yep. yeah, it's
0: it's, you know. Yeah, making all sorts of bad financial decisions oh yeah um, yeah i remember so making so us uncomfortable yeah. one year at a
1: uh, at an event where like i bought i paid for everybody's bar tab that night ended up costing me almost a thousand dollars uh i mean i'd saved up to spend money that weekend but and this was back when i was um working quite a bit more than i am right now so um i won't say that i had it to burn it but uh it was definitely a really really stupid idea to do it and yep. I remember Russ being like, "Dude, what the fuck are you doing? What do you, what is wrong with you right now? What are you so desperate for people's validation that you're going to drop a G for this kind of thing?" And it's like, "Yeah, of course I am.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent, totally. So so yeah. yeah. So so but those are those are like kind of my I guess my big three the rules in terms of the engagement with it all right. Yeah, just get used to being bored." Remind yourself that it's okay not to drink. I, I, it's. I know it's not going to be as simple as that, but.
1: No more than so, remind yourself that it's okay to not drink. Remind yourself that you won't regret
0: not drinking. Not drinking. God, yeah, I, I, I think I, 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 I,
1: I really like the the way that that's put. Yeah, yeah
0: you will never re- regret not drinking, and yeah. I think that to, to that expect to that, to, that to, to to that saying, and I and I absolutely love it. I, I think I, I kind of live by that one. It's, um. It's the thought that like, I don't know, like when I was first, when I first quit and then like every time I slipped, I fell off the wagon and I'd get back on and I'd fall and I was like, I regretted that yeah. every <laughs> time so much. Yeah. In fact, if I have a dream where I drink and I wake up, the, like the regret is so powerful. and Yeah. Overwhelming. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, a yeah. drinky dream can throw you off your entire fucking day.
0: Uh, that, that was like, that was, uh, that's happened to me a few times. I think I talked about it in the podcast mm-hmm. too, waking up and thinking that I've been drinking and I'm like, what the hell? Like how, how like a pit in my stomach mm-hmm. just, it, it, it really gets, it really eats at me. Um, That's how bad that regret can become. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why not drinking, you won't regret not drinking. Because the plus side was all of that, all of those feelings did wash away after like I woke up and I'm like, when the hell did I do all of that stuff? Like I've been laying in bed all night and I know I didn't do it last uh, Oh, it's a dream. Cool. Okay, cool. Cool, stupid
1: fucking self conscious. <laughs> fucking stupid brain. Stupid
0: subconscious. Mm. Their brains are dumb. Nobody yeah. even knows how they work. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs>
1: You're a stupid brain. You don't know how you work. Nobody knows how you dumb. work.
0: Stupid brain. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's a uh, that's the 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 simple the simple of the rules, and I and I think they 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 kind of be easy supplements to what you're what you were saying. When you yeah. talk about hobbies. I talk about you know boredom. You talk about routine. That's another thing that I bring up to the. I don't think it's the discomfort zone, but it's like the the not regretting, and then and then you know getting therapy was just it was such a big deal for me. Yeah. I I really. really i really believe i really believe it
1: well i think oftentimes you know people in recovery have underlying issues that are maybe not as acute as alcoholism or addiction is but they still need Mm. to be addressed because like not addressing them i feel like has the potential to lead to relapse and failure and uh I like, I remember early on in like the very first physician's appointment that I had, uh, when I came out, um, the physician was like, I asked the question, like, should I, should I be like looking for a therapist or something? And she initially said, don't worry about that. What we want is for you to start building a tool kit for your sobriety And address that first because that's the critical thing to address early on and then once you have some tools in place and you've done some uh like in my case i did the intense outpatient therapy Um, once you've done that then we'll find you somebody that you'll be talking with on a you know weekly or bi-weekly basis that you can start addressing other underlying issues that are important but Right now, you're in a, in a very, very critical place in your early recovery. Let's focus on your early recovery. And uh, I, I, I 100% think folks should be getting into therapy. And I 100% think that um, you know triage is an important part of any kind of diagnostic, including for mental health. So, yep. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Well, cheers. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else you want to share tonight?
0: Nope. Okay. I think I've overshared enough.
1: No, no, it was good. dude. It was good, and I really appreciate you.
0: Really appreciate you. Seriously. Yeah, we'll wait for all the fan mail that comes flooding in.
1: Yeah, the the <laughs> from our one fan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the funny thing is, they really love sending fifteen or sixteen messages. I I I do uh, I do applaud their uh, their they're trying to flood. Well, that's good. Our uh, our. Uh, our inboxes. So, anyways, uh, we're going to cut it a little bit short tonight. Uh, we're not going into any gaming-style uh, stuff. Uh, Tiki's got a, uh, a previous appointment he's got to go jet towards. And uh, with Steve not being here, it would just be me prattling on about how I really love MechWarrior, you guys. Um, so, <laughs> we're going to come back next week, hopefully with a full-on episode with both uh, sobriety and gaming and PSYOPs and pre-roll jokes and all that jazz. But like every episode of the Save Versus Poison podcast, we like to shout out to the mutual support groups that we hope you turn to in your time of need. There's Alcoholics Anonymous, aa.org 212-870-3400, Moderation Management, moderation.org 212-871-0974, Secular AA, that's aa-secular.org 323-693-1633, Smart Recovery, smartrecovery.org. 440 and women for sobriety women for Sobriety 215-536-8026 for friends and family that need a little support in a group type environment there's al-anon family groups that's anon anonalateenorg or one org 425 2666 please come join us uh wednesday friday and sundays at seven mountain standard time on our twitch stream search save versus poison uh, on Twitch, if you don't have a Twitch account, it's really easy to get one. All you gotta do is just go in and sign up. If you already have Amazon Prime, you've got a Twitch account just waiting for you. You've got extra Twitch dollars just waiting to donate to a good cause. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, find us on uh, on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, save versus poison on Facebook and at versus underscore save on Twitter. From all of us here at the Save Vs. Poison Podcast, I'm Will. And I'm Tiki. And fuck you, Steve. <laughs> we wish you warm, creamy regards. Good night, everybody.
0: Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs>
1: yeah. You've just listened to another episode of the Save Vs. Poison Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please follow us, like, and subscribe on Twitter at VS underscore save on Facebook at the Save vs Poison podcast, and streaming live on Twitch at twitch.tv/svppodcast. Thanks so much for joining us, and stay
0: safe, everyone.